What's up, guys? Pete Mundo here on HeartlandCollegeSports.com. It's great to be with you on a special uh, Friday podcast. Hey, I told you I'd keep bringing you the content. I told you I'd do it. I hope you listened to yesterday's show. We talked Big 12 basketball with Matthew Postens. Got you set for what's going to be a great weekend of hoops. Catch you up to speed on what you've missed so far in the season. And just uh, just exciting stuff all around happening with us at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. And uh, we appreciate you guys being here, being a part of the show. We are expanding our podcast network. We keep adding shows. We have more announcements coming up. But we just added a show called The Portal Podcast where we're going to be talking about uh, recruiting. It is a podcast focused exclusively on recruiting, on transfer portal news, and name image likeness news. And that's being hosted by Brian Clinton. So uh, he's one of our guys you read all the time on the site. So be sure to go find that wherever you get your podcast. Just search The Portal Podcast. So a few things I want to talk to you about on a Friday here. Um, Starting off with this report that Garrett Riley, TCU's offensive coordinator, is leaving for Clemson. Now, uh, a lot of TCU fans are really handling this well, and they're handling this classily, as they should, because Garrett Riley helped this team achieve something this season nobody in their wildest dreams ever expected, and that is reaching a national championship. And Garrett Riley was a big reason why. This offense, how it looked under Max Duggan and Kendra Miller and Quinton Johnston, I mean, it was something that this offense, frankly, just hasn't done. You got to go back to, you know, probably the 2012 season, right? Go back to the Trevon Boykin era. Think about a time when this TC offense looked like it did, and it maybe wasn't that explosive, but obviously it was really darn good. And Garrett Riley was a big reason for that, and Sonny Dykes. Now, Sonny Dykes is an offensive guy, so I've got Sonny Dykes, and I've got all the confidence in Sonny Dykes to be able to uh, find a very good replacement. But Garrett Riley was with Sonny Dykes at SMU the past couple of seasons before making this move over to TCU, and now the report is that Garrett Riley is going to go to Clemson for the offensive coordinator job. I, I can't get on him for that. I can't. That job is probably paying, and I don't know for sure, and we haven't seen any reports of it yet, but that's at a place like Clemson, that is probably a couple million dollar a year job, if not close to it. And while we don't know exactly what Garrett Riley was making because it's tougher to get the contract information for the private schools like TCU, I would say maybe it was half of that, and I'm totally speculating here. So if you're in the TCU Athletic Department and you're listening and you know I'm wrong, uh, okay, I apologize. But once again, I'm just kind of going off of what I would imagine and what I believe based on other schools the going rate is for these positions in the Big 12. So I don't blame Garrett Riley for taking a big payday at a place that has competed for national championships Uh, consistently, now they've had a couple of down years, but fairly consistently over the past decade. And Garrett Riley's next job after that is going to be a head coaching job, I would imagine, somewhere. You know, obviously, in case you uh, live it under a rock, he is the younger brother of Lincoln Riley. So he's clearly a sharp guy, got a bright future, good offensive mind, and did a heck of a job at TCU. I don't begrudge him. This is not Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma for USC. Let's, Let's end that conversation right now and no one's at least no one I've seen credible suggesting that 
But if you're a TCU fan, here's what you do. You say, thank you, Garrett. It was a magical season. Couldn't have done it without you. Really appreciate everything that you have done for us. And have all the trust and all the faith in a guy like Sonny Dykes, who's an offensive mind, to get the next man up, to find his next. I don't know who that is. I mean, you know, I can dream about a guy like Cliff Kingsbury wanting to revive his college career and just coach plays and come back to Texas and be the offensive coordinator of the TCU Horn Frogs. But uh, Cliff Kingsbury may prefer to wait for a head coaching job at some point and take a year off. Like, I could see Cliff Kingsbury doing that. But, I, you know, a guy can dream, right? Guy can dream. But neither here nor there. I just have all the faith in Sonny Dykes to find that next man up, to get that next guy. I think he'll be absolutely fine, and I wish Garrett Riley well. But bigger picture for the Big 12 Conference. This is where I have concerns for the Big 12 over the next decade. My concern for the Big 12 is that as good as this league is, and I do believe that this league is the clear number three league in football and will be the clear number three league in football once OU and Texas leave behind the SEC and the Big Ten. My fear is that as the money gap continues to grow between the SEC, Big Ten, and everybody else, while I think the Big 12 is in a great position to be number three, my fear is that they would keep losing coaches, whether it's assistants or head coaches, to the SEC and the Big Ten or Clemson. And Clemson's not obviously one of those two conferences, but Clemson kind of operates because of how good the football program has been, and they pay as much as a quasi-SEC team. They're kind of the outlier in the ACC, which is why they should join the Big 12 eventually, but that's a conversation for another day. This is the concern that I have. The concern that I have is that assistant coaches and potentially head coaches are just going to get poached from Big 12 schools because Big 12 schools are not going to have the money. And these SEC schools and these Big Ten schools, if they're not already, they're all going to be paying $8 to $10 million a year for their head coaches. And they're going to be able to afford, instead of half a million to a million five, they're going to be able to pay one to two and a half million dollars for their head co- for their assistant coaches, for their coordinators. That's big money. That money changes the game. And that money does open up the Big 12 to be susceptible to losing coaches. Now, the Big 12's done a pretty good job of maintaining coaches. I mean, how long have we heard about Matt Campbell leaving Iowa State? Dave Aranda was a hot commodity the last few months at a Baylor. Uh, Chris Kleiman got some love. Lance Leipold got some love for other jobs. Who else? Not really Joe McGuire. Uh, Not Neil Brown. Neil Brown's lucky to still have a job. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas, obviously, kind of their own deals the last couple of years. Mike Gundy's not going anywhere. Sonny Dykes, he's fine. But, you know, there have been talks about some of these guys in the last few months and last couple of years, depending on which team and which coach you're talking about. There's been plenty of conversation around these guys, you know, being connected to jobs in the Big Ten and the SEC. And while the Big 12 has done a very good job and these universities have done a good job keeping these guys, it is something that I think about, and it's something that certainly should be a focus for the Big 12 schools, especially with the staffs. You know, and, and we may think about just the head coaches and the big sexy names, but we all know that who is on your staff matters. 
Just ask Mike Gundy. You think he'd want Jim Knowles back as defensive coordinator? Of course, Jim Knowles is now the D.C. at Ohio State, a prime example of what can happen. I'm pretty sure Mike Gundy would take him back in a heartbeat, as he should. So this stuff, you know, it, 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 it happens, and I am concerned that it will continue to happen. And I know that the conference understands that. I know the universities understand that. And that's where they have got to be able to get that investment. And whether it's, you know, through private donors, on top of the TV money, whatever it is, if the Big 12 truly wants to make it a Big 3, a Power 3 conference with the Big 10 and the SEC, that's where the investment's going to have to go. That's where the investment is going to have to be. Not just at the head coaching level, but also with the staff, also with the assistants. And I know that these assistant coaches move around uh, like more than any other profession in America, more than radio guys. And I say that as someone who does a radio show by day. But uh, whatever you can do to keep the best of the best on your staff, keep them engaged, that matters. That's a big deal. And that's important stuff that's got to be focused on. And, and you know, you got to make sure that your programs are being invested in, obviously at the head coaching level, but also at the staff level. So we'll see. But, you know, do I think the Garrett Riley move is something where you got to freak out about it? And, oh, T- no, I think TCU is going to pay when it makes sense. And uh, I'm, I'm very, very high on what the future is. I'm not very, very high. I'm very, very high on what the future is for TCU when it comes to that program under Sonny Dykes. I'm not predicting national championship uh, appearance repeat next year, but – uh, I think that they are in absolutely outstanding shape. Pete Mundo with you as we uh, roll through another show. Hey, you ready for this weekend? I know. You're like, wait, what? Great Big 12 basketball? Yes, we've got great Big 12 basketball, but not just that. You know what I'm going to be settled in for? I'm a Chiefs fan, so I don't have a game this weekend here in Kansas City. But I am going to be settled in for the NFL Wild Card Weekend. And a great way to help this show grow and support this show is to support our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings has a great promotion where you get $200 in free bets instantly at DraftKings Sportsbooks, an official sports betting sponsor and partner of the NFL, by just placing a $5 bet. That's right. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly at DraftKings using our promo code HCS for Heartland College Sports. That's right. I'll be on the DraftKings app this weekend. I'm fired up for the games. All new and existing customers, by the way, can also get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. The action is so good, there's nowhere else to place your bets. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our code HCS. New customers get $5, bet $5 on the NFL, and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbooks with our code HCS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, elsewhere around the Big 12 Conference, as we uh, bounce through another show, is uh, this story that, Listen, it's one of those things that I think Mike Boynton is spot on about. And it's about the strength of the Big 12 Conference. And that is the fact that the Big 12, says Mike Boynton, the Oklahoma State head coach, can make all 10 teams in the Big 12 can make the NCAA tournament. He told the Oklahoman, he says, unless there's a rule against it, all Big 12 teams should be considered if they're among the top 68 teams in the country. 
He said, quote, I think it's important that the conversation is started as early as possible because there's this notion that you can't have the whole league make it to the tournament, said Boynton. And until somebody shows me there's a rule against it, then I think we need to stop saying that because people start believing what they hear in that regard. Now, of course, there's no rule against it. And most consider the Big 12 to be the best conference in college basketball. So why not 10 teams? Now, if you look at the bracketology right now, nine of the league's 10 teams are in the field on Joe Lenardi's ESPN bracketology, and that includes Oklahoma State. In fact, the Cowboys and the Sooners were the last two teams in the field in Joe Lenardi's projections earlier this week. The only team not in the field is Texas Tech. And while the Red Raiders are 0-4 in Big 12 play, uh, they had a better non-conference record than the Cowboys entering Big 12 play. West Virginia is also 0-4 in the league, and they're in the field as a number 9 seed. So Mike Boynton is right, and the thing that's got to be looked at here is the NCAA net ratings. That is one of the primary tools that the committee uses to determine the field of 68. And those ratings are always changing, but nine of the league's 10 teams are within the top 50. The only one not is Texas Tech at 72. But there's no bottom of this league, and that's what Boynton goes on to point out. You watch Big 12 basketball this weekend, and the great thing about this weekend slate is that you've got games back to back to back to back to back. Did I do that right? Back to back to back to back to back. Yeah, I did it right. Five games in a row, two hours apart. Like, it does not get any better than that. You can watch 10 straight hours of Big 12 basketball tomorrow. Just, I mean, don't tell the spouse because that might be upsetting for her or him. Um, Yeah, it it is a loaded schedule if you look at tomorrow's slate. You can start at 11 a.m. Central Time, Oklahoma, West Virginia, roll it into K-State TCU, Kansas-Iowa State, and I'm going to be at that game. I'm going to be in Lawrence for the Kansas-Iowa State game on Saturday. If you're going to be there, let me know. Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com or just DM me on Twitter at Pete Mundo or at heartland underscore CS. Uh, 5 o'clock, Oklahoma State at Baylor, and then the night game, Texas hosting Texas Tech. This is great. You can get yourself 10, 11 hours in a row. A Big 12 hoops. You watch that on Saturday, and you're going to tell me that that is not the best basketball conference in America? You're kidding yourself. It absolutely is. It's not even close. And I love that Mike Boynton is promoting this and pushing this, and I'm grateful that he is because somebody's got to do it. Now, listen, the rest of the coaches, I'm sure if they were asked, would say the same thing. But these Big 12 coaches should start harping on this right now. Make the case to the national media that when it comes to the NCAA tournament, This is the best conference in America, and all 10 teams, yes, can absolutely make the tournament, and it's okay if they make the tournament. In fact, if things hold up, they should make the tournament. Now, Texas Tech and West Virginia can't go 2-16. They got to go something like 7-11, 6-12 at worst. You can't have a a 2-16 team in conference play making the tournament. Listen, West Virginia and Texas Tech are going to win games in this league. Come on. They're going to win games in conference play. They will. I, pr- I promise you that. And that's not like some hot take. That's obviously just a <laughs> run-of-the-mill fact. They are going to win games. So good job by Mike Boynton and uh, pushing that and promoting that on, on his end. Big fan of what he's saying there. Uh, before I, I wrap it up, um, We've, of course, got a signing period and a signing day that's going to be coming up in a few weeks. 
And we know what the 2023 classes mostly look like. They're all basically set in stone, give or take. In the Big 12, it's Texas, Oklahoma, TCU, top three, for 2023 recruiting classes for football. Texas Tech is four, K-State five. Baylor six, West Virginia seven, Iowa State eight, Oklahoma State nine, Kansas ten. Now, this is from 247 Sports. Um, The transfer portal changes the game here, obviously, right? It's not as big a deal. You can get stars in the transfer portal, and if your recruiting rankings are low, it's okay. But recruiting rankings still matter. Look at Georgia. They have top five classes every year, and we know how the last couple of seasons have gone for them. But I, I just happen to see, and we wrote about this on the site, but Texas Tech landed a four-star running back in the 2024 class. His name is uh, Johan Cardenas, 6'1", 220, out of the Houston area, um, had a 1,000-yard season, four-star recruit, top 25 guy. So he's a really good player. He commits to the Red Raiders. So here's Texas Tech. Uh, They had a top 25. They will have a top 25 class this year, number 23 in the country, according to 247 Sports. And if you look at 2024, and I know it's super early, but just still put this into perspective. You look at 2024, Texas Tech has seven commits now. Two four-star guys of those seven. They have the number six class in the country for 2024. Behind Georgia, LSU, Notre Dame, Florida State, and Alabama. And then it's Texas Tech. Do I think it's going to hold that Texas Tech has the number six program in the country? No, I don't. But the fact that we can even say that, The fact that we can sit here and say there's only a couple of programs that have more four-star recruits committed to them than Texas Tech. And who are they? A&M, Michigan, Michigan State, Oregon, Alabama, Florida State, Notre Dame, LSU, Georgia. That's it. Those are the only programs in America with more four-star recruits than Texas Tech. The fact that we can even talk like that, the fact that we can even have that conversation tells you where this program is and where it will be going under Joey McGuire. They will be, and they should be, a dark horse pick for the Big 12 next season. I'm not going to say they can have a TCU-esque season, but they can sneak up on a lot of people next year. Joey McGuire is going to have this program, I believe, off and running, and I am so excited to watch this thing really take off in West Texas. Joey McGuire, I mean, you look at the two openings in the Big 12 in the state of Texas last season. Sonny Dykes, Joey McGuire at Texas Tech and TCU. TCU and Texas Tech did outstanding jobs with each of those hires. And I think a big part of that is each of those guys are Texas guys, and they have those connections with those coaches. They know football, their cultural fits, their natural fits for each of those programs. And, man, oh, man, it just works. And you saw it work very quickly at TCU, and I think it's going to start to work very quickly as well in the not-too-distant future at Texas Tech. Pete Mundo on heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks for being here. Hey, do me a favor if you could before the weekend. Come on, do me a solid. Hit a five-star rating, review, subscribe to the show, and I'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you do that. Leave me a rating and a review and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and I will get you that free Heartland College Sports koozie. And, of course, NFL Wild Card Weekend, our friends at DraftKings. 
Use our promo code HCS and new customers bet $5, get 200 bucks in free bets with our code HCS only at DraftKings. We'll talk to you guys next week. Take care.